The Great Filter is a Phobos Tech podcast. All proceeds go to fund the STEM Theory Research Project, inspired by the economic systems of both Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek and Ian M. Binks's Culture Series. STEM Theory aims for a cleaner, healthier future for all of humanity. Go to thegreatfilterpodcast.com to like, rate, subscribe, or follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. The Great Filter has adopted the No Pass Directive. That's no placements, ads, spots, or sponsors. So check out the support link at thegreatfilterpodcast.com and consider becoming a monthly contributor. Options are as low as 99 cents per month. Thank you. Will we be the filtered or the filtrate? This is The Great Filter. The adults in the city had all been taken, and the city was left to the children. The captors had lined the city with monitoring equipment and displayed a live feed to the adults in captivity. The children were prosperous and were full of hope and free of worry and sadness and anger. But the adults were full of worry and sadness and anger and all manner of negative emotions. When one day the adults came to the realization that they should be like their children, on that day the world changed. <laughs> okay. Um, I wrote that in 2010. Uh, don't remember writing it, but um, I, I this episode is just going to be kind of a free flow of, of thoughts and ideas, and I'll explain why in a minute. But in looking for a quote and not finding anything, I just grabbed one of my old journals, flipped to the first page, and, and that was it. And so there you have it. Okie doke. So uh, this past week, two weeks maybe, has been kind of weird for me. I've been, I don't know, I've kind of hit this point with with uh, what I have been working on and just kind of life and, and a lot of different things have all come pretty heavily down on me. I don't know what I'm, what I'm going to be saying here. So, um, this, I haven't meditated for like a week, which is just not in my, you know, it, it's not something, it's telling me something's wrong. Like I, I've just, I haven't been feeling up to par. I've been kind of dragging my feet. Uh, and so the next month, I think I'm going to be, <laughs> um, taking some time off. Not, not from this. I'll probably be doing, uh, you know, episodes and updates. No, for sure I will because that, you know, that's that's something to kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of like a, a stabilizing line, I guess, in my weekly routine. But my plan is to um, kind of ground myself. I feel like I, I need some solid grounding. I feel like I need to just kind of reorient what I'm doing. So this is what I'm going to be doing. And if you feel like maybe this is something that you need, go for it too. Because I, I don't know if this is going to work. Uh, I just know that it, it feels like it's something that I need to do. 
I'm going to be going through my whole office, throwing away everything that makes it messy. You know, stuff that just doesn't feel like I need it or or I haven't used for a long time. Uh, If it's a more valuable item, I'm going to put it away um, for, you know, put it in storage. But all the other little things, like little weird trinkets and pieces of whatever and, and uh, I don't know, hard drives and hard drive harnesses and, and you know, all these little things, all these, like, cluttery things. I'm going to, I'm just getting rid of everything. I'm, I'm coming at it from the perspective of if this is not something that, is directly related to my work, right? I'm, I'm getting rid of it or putting it in storage. So yeah, that, that alone is going to feel really good. Um, in the psychology research, having a clean environment, having a clean surrounding, right? Has a lot to do with, with having an ordered mind, feeling feeling ordered, you know, feeling like things are ordered and, and it has a place and, and that directly impacts how productive you are and, and how you, you know, feel energetically when you're in your environment. So that's kind of the first thing that I'm going to be attacking full throttle. Second thing is, uh, implementing a regular workout routine. Uh, I used to be a huge gym head um, <laughs> not, not like a huge gym head, right? I, more, more of a health nut, I guess. I spent three hours a day at the gym, ate healthy, just felt great. I'm not going to go back to three hours a day of exercising. I don't think that I need it, but I do need to start exercising. So I'm going to start working that into my life. Um, exercise being healthy, having a higher metabolism, again, affects your mood, affects how you feel, which is your mood. But, uh, yeah, things are working better. Things are working more efficiently in your body. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. And I'm going to be focusing a lot on my meditations, like really focusing on my meditations. So... Um, so I'm going to be kind of dropping everything else. Uh, the only things I'm going, going to be doing regularly are, uh, this, the, the podcast, as well as, um, I, I'm going to start doing some, some YouTube animations, uh, little, little short animations, you know, that just, just something fun, right? Just something to have fun with something to just. I like to draw. I feel like I'm a pretty good artist. Uh, fairly, you know, have a lot of creativity, uh, creative juices running through my head. So I'm just going to dump my, my, <laughs> the contents of my brain into video format and, uh, and put it up. I don't know if anybody's going to be interested in it, but you know, it, for me, it's, it's going to be kind of therapeutic sort of to just be able to do that. So that's, that's why this is not, you know, I'm not going to spend time making scripts, you know, for, for the episodes for, for about a month. Um, they'll probably be more oriented 
you know, kind of this sort of a thing. Maybe, you know, I'll be talking about the latest thing that, that has bothered me or, or maybe some new idea or whatever, you know, it's just going to be kind of, uh, off the cuff. So that's, <laughs> that's what you have to look forward to. If you don't mind it, you don't mind it. If you do mind it, don't listen. It's not, not a big deal. Um, this morning, uh, I listened to, uh, a security oriented podcast in the mornings and yeah, this, this whole, the whole hacking thing, right? The, the, um, the ransomware issue, kind of the escalation of ransomware that has been kind of pummeling our country for the last, uh, two, three years. I don't understand it. I, I have a really hard time understanding why it's become such a problem. Uh, I understand the motivations from the, from the criminals point of view, right? It's money. You can go in, um, you know, you can get your ransomware on, on a company system and just <laughs> control their, whatever, all of their information, all over the databases, lock it all up and request money. And that's, that's a quick, easy way to, to make some cash. But from the victim's perspective, everybody knows this is happening. If you don't know this is happening, you're, you're, I don't know, you're in a cave somewhere, not paying attention to anything. And if you are, that's fine, but, um, you can't effectively run a company from inside a cave without paying attention to what's happening in the world around you. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's another one of those money things. Like why, why are they not putting the time into implementing, um, you know, regulations in their company for keeping, uh, the patches up to date for making sure everybody has or, or uses, um, safe, uh, security practices, right? Password managers, regular backups, um, uh, I mean, the, the, there's all, all manner of things to make sure that people are, are continually practicing good security. But the reasons why people take the shortcuts and don't implement these programs is because they fear it costs money either you know, either indirectly because it's going to cost time. It's going to take time to implement it or directly because they're going to have to hire somebody, buy new equipment, uh, purchase new software or whatever the case might be. Either way, it is related to money. I, I don't know, man. I just see this consistently every time I look at anything. Uh, all the, I guess, news um, that I consume everything, everything, it, almost all of our problems are either wholly or mostly a result of money of um, perhaps not money directly, but, but the, the financial motive, right? I don't know. You know, Facebook has gotten more gimmicky, like there's a lot more ads. They, they want to keep you on their site and it's just, it's just turning into this just super gross, weird society. If you're like me, you can't stand ads. When I, you know, to, to promote the podcast and, and, 
uh, other things. I'll, I'll use Facebook ads. Just just using that makes me feel dirty. Like it feels so gross to have to do that, to, to just do a podcast. And I don't know, dude, it's just, in fact, <laughs> I, I actually shut, shut it all down a little earlier today because I'm just over it, dude. I'm just so over this whole crazy, you know, world that is so, so much more concerned about money than people the um the the housing you know renters thing right the landlords and and the uh um oh uh yeah yeah it's the cdc's national eviction moratorium this is such a prime example of of how problematic this is uh, on the one hand we have the you know the the right of the um of the renters well, I'm sorry, of the landlords that are renting the properties, right? They, they have a right to, to making a living, right? They, they have been keeping these places up. They've been repairing them. They've been doing what they need to do. Uh, they own the places and, and that's how they make money. So they rent it out. Well, now because of the moratorium, now the landlords are, are uh, asking for six months rent up front and this this really pins you know pins this down because here's the thing i mean when you lose a place when you lose your job all right and then because you lost your job you don't have money to pay rent and then you lose your place this goes nowhere good for the, for the people the first thing that happens is you lose a place. Well, you don't have any money, so you either have to, if you're lucky, you have a relative or, you know, know somebody that, that will let you um, crash with them. Uh, if you have a family, that becomes a little bit more difficult, actually a lot more difficult. Now, if you don't, you end up at the shelter or somewhere like that, right? Uh, some sort of uh, housing community sort of sort of thing but once you're in that situation it's that much harder to find work and again you know let's go back to just how weird it is that everybody could be contributing that everybody has skills everybody has something to give back to to the community but some of them are are not allowed to do so simply because of of issues like this they they can't just give back to society like a lot of people like to you know let, let me ask you a question well i guess let, let's finish this point really quick so it's just this weird thing about money that that it's it it causes these little kind of walls between natural systems these little stop gaps right these little kind of uh, valves that just shut everything down that just seem like they shouldn't be there. Like everybody should have the right to shelter. And if you don't have the right to shelter, th that's just like, sorry, man, bye. You know, you're not important anymore. Kind of a thing. And this, this forces a, a moral 
problem where you have to make the decision whether money, the economy, I'm sorry, whether the health of the economy is more important than humanity or some, some of the humans. And in any sort of a situation where you're forced to make that moral, like, value judgment, that's not good. That's not good when you are forced between the health of the economy and being an altruistic brother and sister loving person. Okay, back to the uh, back to the question I was I was going to ask <laughs> right in the middle there. Okay, let me ask you a question. If you could do anything, anything you wanted to give back to humanity, if the choice was totally up to you, if finances were not a metric here, if, if they were not a variable that you had to take into consideration um, when when making that decision, what you want to do for a living, what you want to do to give back to society, what you want to do to help with, with, you know, the community and running the world, what would it be? Um, I, 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 several years ago when we actually did get evicted, uh, this was in 20, the end of 2015, uh, the uh, realtor that was that was showing the place, we were talking with him one day, and he was telling me that he had a friend that loved being a waiter, absolutely loved being in the service industry, like serving serving food to people, talking with them, making them happy. And he had told him, if I didn't have to worry about money, if I did not have to worry about you know, properly caring for my kids. I would be a waiter because it is what fulfills me. And I thought that was so fascinating that almost any job out there would be filled if there was no money. There is somebody that wants to do something. Every single human has a love. There are people that would do the dirty jobs. There are people that love doing that shit. It's just... You know, think about what you would be doing if it was up to you. If you did not have to worry about money, if you could stop, stop your life as it is right now and you could go back to school, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. If, if you, if everything was just halted and, and, you know, God or some super alien being or whatever said, okay, everybody stop, whatever you guys want to do individually, Get the education you need to do it, if you don't have it, and just start doing it to contribute back to society. What would it be? What would that be? What's the one thing you would absolutely love to do if money was not a concern? Just, I, you know, I'm just, I just want you to think about that. For me... I would probably jump around a little bit. Um, I love making music. Uh, I like making art. I like, I like writing. I, I would, I would probably at some point write a couple of novels. I like doing research. I find it fascinating. I love science. I would probably, I would probably, uh, get a PhD in mathematics. I math is so fascinating to me. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I have an inventor's mind, you know, I've, I've 
developed a lot of things. I just have never had the money again, you know, to, to put it into production. So yeah, man, that, you know, I would probably be kind of like the kooky dude that, that has a whole bunch of crazy little fucking inventions hanging in his garage everywhere and a bunch of artwork and out in the, in his garage jamming on the guitar and, you know, just having a good time, dude. But my point is that nobody would go without doing something that at least some people would appreciate enough. You know what I mean? There's nobody out there whose innermost desire, whose true inner love, you know, and and want for what they want to do for the world would not be appreciated. Somebody out there would appreciate it. And my guess is that most people would be mostly appreciated by most people, uh, you know, on some level. I don't think there's anybody out there that would, you know, have some, you know, uh, the one thing they want to do their entire life is dig an entire ditch around the world. Like that, like who has that kind of aspiration, you know, unless it's for some utility, but you know, I don't think, I don't know. There might be, but then again, dude, if there was, if there was somebody who's, who's one thing that would make them feel fulfilled would be to dig a ditch around the entire planet. Fucking let him. (laughs) Right. Uh, I don't think that would ever happen. You know, especially if we were talking about people that are self-actualizing that are, you know, that have, uh, had the psycho psychological, um, I guess had their, had all of their basic needs met and who have been educated on how their own minds work and who have begun to self-actualize a little bit. Crazy things like that, I think just don't happen at that point because your, your goal is to take what you know, take what you are competent in, right? And, and use that to make society better. That's what a self-actualizing person does. That's what's, you know, what the optimizing human is like. They, they're the selfish kind of impulses sort of begin to, you know, dissipate all of these negative aspects that we think are, are a result of just bad people. Not, it's, that's not really the case, you know, aside from the very rare and occasional psychopath that truly cannot, you know, uh, that don't have the machinery in their brain to actually connect with people like that. Most people have it. And if most people have it, then those people also will experience it if they are given the chance to optimize but yeah, man, I don't know. It's just a bunch of craziness, dude. It's like, you know, we, we've just got to figure something else out. There's a different way to do this. Uh, yeah. Think about pollution. Why does pollution happen? Well, you have to get to work, right? Um, and that's on a, on a personal scale, like as individuals, we have to get to work. Uh, we have to keep our lights on. So we're using power from the power plant that may or may not be, um, using fossil fuel. Um, 
So for for individuals, you know, it's it's kind of just a necessity of life. You you kind of need to. What about for companies, right? Well, you have the refineries, you've got, you know, well, I mean, all sorts of shit, right? You have manufacturers that have um, harmful byproducts and sometimes they just let it go out into the atmosphere or dump it into a river. Sometimes they dispose of it properly, which I know nothing about that process. But if the, the individuals, everybody was self-actualizing, it's the focus is no, no longer for just money. You know, we, we, I need money to live, so I've got to go to work. So I've got to help in my car and I've got to pollute. There is no other way around it. A self-actualizing individual would be like, I am down to do my part. I, I'm going to jump on my bike or I'm just going to find work closer to me so I don't have to ride my bike that far or, you know, whatever. But when you start, when you hit a tipping point, when there's, you know, this is theoretical, of course, but when you have the majority of people self-actualizing, let's say 90, 80 to 90% of people self-actualizing, current estimate well, not current estimate, uh, Maslow himself estimated that less than 1% of humans are self-actualizing. Now, that was in Maslow's time, but I don't think it's uh, <laughs> all too different now. Just, you know, personal, just judging from my, you know, from what I see, it, I, I think Maslow's pretty spot on. So, and now you have this kind of tipping point where, most people are self-actualizing. Well, that changes the entire dynamic, especially for within companies, because now you don't have, you know, bosses coming down on other people and, and shortcuts getting taken because the bottom line needs to be met. And, you know, we're in the red. So, or yeah, you know what I mean? But now the dynamic's different. So now instead of, you know, saying, well, we're going to do this because we need to sell this product and it's going to create this sort of waste and we're just going to have to figure out a way to get rid of it. Now it's, well, we're all working together. We want to do something that's good for humanity. We're all self-actualizing. So we're more aware of how we influence, you know, our, uh, the world around us. We're more aware of how we influence other people, um, how our actions have an effect on others around us. So if we really need this product, let's come up with a way where we can develop this product and any sort of, you know, that, that makes it so there's either very little byproduct that we have to, that we have to get rid of. And if there is, we'll, we'll come up with a secondary process to make sure that this, this byproduct bright byproduct is um has some use or is able to be broken down into something else that can have another use or just make it so there's no you know byproduct what about making you know devices where there's you know like linchpin devices literal linchpin devices where you just pull a screw out and everything kind of just just leafs apart into separate components that can be easily you know, broken down and, and recycled. The, the thought that goes into that, that sort of work doesn't exist when money is your drive. 
It just doesn't. You don't care about that sort of stuff. Have you ever heard of a company that has a, that their entire department or design department or product, you know, design uh, design department spends months engineering a way for their device to also be broken back down easily. Nobody does that. Not one fucking company on this goddamn planet does that. It really would only take, you know, if, if it takes a year to design a phone uh, or some device, it will probably take two years to design a an, a safe and easy and energetically inexpensive method for also disassembling the device in a easy and uh you know efficient way <laughs> that was took a second to get out but you, but you know what i mean right it's just this mindset it's the whole mindset that that money induces money puts up these walls and we just can't get to the things that we need and so we get frustrated and and flustered and our marriages are you know frayed and our relationships with our friends are frayed and and we get angry at our bosses and we don't feel like we're being appreciated enough it's the mindset that having an alternate that having an alternate focus of your attention that you need to focus on or you're not going to be able to live, that's what causes it. It's not the concept of money itself, not the concept of having, you know, a utility that you can use to trade anything, but it's, it's the, it's the fact that it draws our focus and that it has become a staple, a necessity for survival. That is the problem. You know, aside from the fact that the, the three functions of money, you know, violate three of the four laws of thermodynamics, aside from that whole thing, which is another big problem. But <laughs> I, I, I see I see so many videos on YouTube. Uh, Arthur, oh man, uh, Isaac Arthur just did a video on, I think the title is A Future Without Money. And... Man, dude, so many people missed the point. Like, so much of what he said was totally an economic perspective. Who cares about physics? And what's crazy to me is that this guy, I love his videos, you know? Very futurist sort of uh, video cha or channel on YouTube. And uh, it is just crazy to me that when, when people start talking to money, their minds just kind of slide and click into this uh, economic mindset and don't think about how other concepts interrelate. Like who considers the relationship between thermodynamics and money? Uh, there are some, you know, like sort of kind of fringe research economists that, that have begun to kind of put together kind of a thermodynamic view on economics but not on money itself. There's this other uh, YouTuber. I mean, I can't remember what his channel was. It's like Minority Minority Report, I think. And he has a whole video on, wouldn't it be nice if everybody, you know, if we just got rid of money? He said he gets this question a lot. 
and he did this whole video on it. And his whole argument, well, the majority of his argument for why you need money is because when person A starts to get lazy and not working and not doing his thing and person B is, you know, working his ass off, then it becomes an issue of person B going, ah, person A is not working. That's not fair. Either I'm going to stop working or I'm going to, you know, get angry at him or have negative feelings towards him. Again, we are missing the boat. Uh, you're forgetting about the psychology of the system. When people are optimizing, they're putting forth their best work. They're less selfish, right? They're, they're concerned about the well-being of others. So let me give you a scenario in a system where there is no money. And let's call him Johnny. Johnny starts to slack, okay? And Ron is is looking at Johnny. Ron's a hard worker. Ron looks at Johnny. If he's optimizing, if he is self-actualizing, he's not going to look at Johnny and say, that lazy motherfucker, why isn't he working? Why isn't he fucking doing anything? He's going to say, damn, dude, Johnny's been a little off the past couple of weeks. I'm going to go see if I can help him out because we need to buoy each other up. I'm concerned about him. He hasn't been pulling his weight. And I'm, I'm just worried about him, you know? This isn't good for him. He's obviously fallen off the, the self-actualization wagon. <laughs> I, I kind of, wow, use that term upside down and backwards and inside out, didn't I? But then the concern for each other, because now you're seeing each other, you now, now you're seeing humanity as a single organism and each individual as a link in the chain mail of that organism. So they do what they need to do to help Johnny get back up. But you know, whatever happened, maybe, maybe his dog died. Okay. Well, if his dog died, this is acceptable. He will likely pull out of it, you know, maybe get a little bit of counseling, help him get back on, on track and we're good. But, um, here's the thing. So if everybody is optimizing, if everybody is at, on their top, being their best, as far as production goes, being their best at whatever they do. If everybody is doing the best at whatever that they are doing, the best that they can do, there should be no difference in pay. It shouldn't matter if you're laying sewers or coordinating, uh, coordinating the, you know, the, the, the functions of a company, AKA CEO, right? It shouldn't fucking matter. Because both individuals are doing the best that they can, doing something that they love doing, and doing something fully in the mindset of giving back to society, of doing something because they love humanity. There, there is no instance in such a situation where a difference in pay should even be a concept. Uh, one more concern that has been a fairly regular occurrence that I will take care of uh, right here, right now, is the problem of accounting. Now, people imagine that if you get rid of money, that you are going to have some super massive, crazy computer system to regulate where all of the... Uh, 
all of the rebar goes and, and who gets what of, of, you know, just basically accounting of all products and all raw materials and all services and everything and just regulating where it all goes. I have news for you. We already do that. We take inventory. We keep track of time and hours and work expenditure. We already do that. The only difference is we put this giant fucking wall between that and the utilization of it, which we call exchange. So we already do it. Already do it. We already know where it's going to go. We already know where we're going to ship it to. We already know everything about all every little fucking modicum of every little motherfucking machine that we need in our shop and, and where we're going to send it and who's going to get what. We already do it. I extracting money from the system will do absolutely nothing <laughs> to make that a more difficult job. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, you, you can tell that you know, I think about this a lot because it bothers me. We are moving into the future and we should really consider doing something else other than holding tightly to this technology that humans invented who knows when, thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. But, okay, I think that's about it. Uh, we're at about 40 minutes now and yep just free flowing here okay thank you for listening i will see you guys next time and i'll probably have an update for how my whole rebirth <laughs> rebirthing goes all right be safe and uh yeah this is me signing off in the interest of transparency the great filter podcast is a phobos tech production all proceeds go to funding the STEM Theory Research Project and other Phobos Tech research endeavors. If you enjoyed this episode, please show your support by sharing, liking, and subscribing. You may also help support our efforts with a small monthly donation. Thanks.